Hello and welcome to the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast listener's choice countdown for season one, where I'm counting down the top 12 episodes from the first season of the podcast. I, of course, am your host, Cheryl, and I so appreciate the time you've taken to join me. Before we get started, everything shared on this podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be taken as mental health or legal advice please contact a mental health professional or legal professional for specific questions related to your situation. Now let's get on with today's episode. Number 12 on the list goes all the way back to July 19th, 2022. It was episode five, simply called My Hardest Post-Divorce Lesson. Although I think we can all agree that we learn many post-divorce lessons, there is one in particular that I have found to be the most difficult for me, and one that I still work at learning to this day, especially when times get tough. I hope you enjoy the Season 1 Listener's Choice Countdown episode number 12. Here we go. I'm Cheryl, and I'm a mom, coach, domestic abuse survivor, and host of the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast, where I help moms survive their high-conflict divorce and develop safe, healthy, and sustainable co-parenting strategies. I know it feels scary, but with the right tools, mindset, and education, you can do this. It may not be easy, but there is light at the end of that tunnel. So let's take that next step together and get this episode started. Hey, Healthy Mamas. Thank you so much for joining me for this fifth episode of the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast. I really appreciate that you've taken the time to come and listen to this podcast. And just thank you so much for all the support. Okay, so let's just jump right into today's topic. That is lessons, particularly hard lessons. This can be a hard topic for us, eh? If you're like me, you love to learn, but hate being taught. I don't even know if I could count the number of lessons since my divorce. I can tell you the number one hardest one I've had to learn, though. And I wouldn't even say I've learned it perfectly. I continually have to reset my mindset and remind myself of it. Find the full transcript for this episode at healthymomafterdivorce.com slash five. So the lesson I'm talking about is this. No one is obligated or required to do anything. Okay, let's put it this way. What I mean by that is that any given person is free to do or not do what they want when they want. There is nothing stopping them, including you. This may not seem like a revelation to you, but I'm guessing you've suffered at the hands of thoughts like, why won't my ex just fill in the blank? Or any reasonable person would fill in the blank. Or how could anyone think fill in the blank is okay? Or how can I make them fill in the blank? You know, 
So any given society is governed by laws that prohibit actions and behaviors that generally reflect what is considered acceptable by its population. So, for instance, there are laws that say it's illegal to steal or run a red light or lie on your income tax return. And for the most part, we follow the rules because we see them as reasonable and the right thing to do. But even if we don't, we follow them anyways, because we don't want to be subject to the repercussions if we don't. But there are so many more actions and behaviors that are not governed by formal law. Behaving in fair and reasonable ways, for instance, is entirely subjective and in the complete discretion of each individual. How society generally functions is often entirely based on the average person's willingness to be fair and reasonable and honest. As examples, the guy at the grocery store who puts his cart in the cart return does so because he chooses to be considerate and do what the store asks. He doesn't have to do it. Nothing happens if he doesn't. I mean, although lots of people return their carts, there's some that don't, right? The only difference between them is simply the choice to do the considerate thing. Okay, another example. The student who returns a found wallet with cash in it does so because they choose to be decent and treat others how they would like to be treated. There's no consequence for not returning the found cash. The student could have kept it if they wanted. It would just be a reflection, albeit a poor one, of the kind of person they are. As a society, we generally try to behave in ways that makes the world a better place for all of us to live in. We try to do the right things simply because they're the right thing to do. But what I've come to learn is that no one has to do anything, even if it's obviously the right thing to do. Now, a lot of us have formal parenting agreements or custody orders and the like. And these often have prescriptions around topics like parenting time and special occasions, but they certainly don't cover everything. I mean, that just wouldn't be possible. So that leaves a lot of space for people to behave however they like. So let's kind of lay this out. It's going to be hard to really take this in, but I want you to try. Your ex doesn't have to treat you fairly. Your ex doesn't have to say only kind words about you. Your ex doesn't have to respect your boundaries. Your ex doesn't have to treat you with respect. Your ex is free to do whatever they want when they want. Put frankly, there are really no consequences for being a jerk. I mean, they may lose friends or get fired from a job, but if they're willing to suffer these sorts of things, there's really no limit what they can do. I am not telling you all this to depress you. You probably already know this, but you may not have spent any time examining your mind around it. When your ex won't let you call your kids on their birthday or continually shows up late to pick up the kids or regularly breaks communication boundaries you've set, there's nothing you can do about it. Really. And I say this not so you can feel full of despair, although I realize a little bit of that may happen anyways. I share this with you so you can free yourself from the shackles of thinking this is a problem you can solve. You cannot solve it. 
You absolutely cannot make your ex do what you want. You cannot make them treat you fairly. You can't make them treat your family with respect. You can't stop them from calling you names. You can't stop them from bashing you to your kids. You cannot make them answer the phone when you call. You just can't. And railing against this stuff is futile and harmful mostly to you, but I'm guessing also your kids. So what can you do to right your mental ship when it has capsized into a sea of, but it's not fair? Well, number one, start by recognizing and accepting truly and honestly the fact that we are all autonomous beings. Each and every one of us gets to choose who we are, how we behave, and what values we have. And this includes your ex and everyone else who may behave in less than reasonable ways. Number two, ground yourself in your values. Ask yourself, what kind of person do I want to be? How do I want to treat others? What do I want to put out into the world? Then make your choices according to those guidelines. Number three, with those values in mind, focus on what is in your control. What's in your control is your behavior and how you run your life for you and your kids. You get to choose what you do based on your values. What you want to avoid is making choices based on what someone else is doing or not doing. There is so much power and peace in making the right choice because it's who you are, instead of making a different choice because the other person deserves it. And I put the word deserves in quotes. Let me explain that one further. Your kids are with your ex for a couple of weeks on vacation, and you ask if you can call them. Your ex refuses. Super frustrating and certainly not fair or reasonable. But guess what? There's nothing you can do about it. They have every right to refuse the call. Now, let's fast forward a month. Now the kids are with you for a couple of weeks and your ex makes the same phone call request. What do you do? What response is in your control and aligned with your values? What your ex might deserve is a no. But is that actually the right thing to do? That concept of deserving is a really slippery slope. What someone deserves is very subjective, and it has its roots in revenge and retaliation. Giving someone what you think they deserve might feel good for a second, but I am guessing it's not what best reflects who you are. And if you're like me, being true to who you really are and doing what's right is what's best for your kids. And I'm not saying that every situation is the same. For some people, having their kids call their other parent isn't always what's best for them. I mean, I really truly believe every situation is different. What I am saying, though, is that when you're making that decision, making the choice with your values at the helm is what's best for you and your kids, rather than dishing out what we think someone deserves for some tiny bit of ephemeral schadenfreude. How you choose to treat others is a direct reflection of you and should not be governed by your assessment of their deservedness of the action. This goes both ways. How your ex behaves is a direct reflection of them. 
They may use you or whatever or whoever else as their excuse. But at the end of the day, they choose how to behave. And if they are consistently being difficult and treating you and your kids unfairly, although it's really frustrating, there is still nothing you can do about it. And to be clear, this is not about dropping boundaries and letting them walk all over you. Definitely set reasonable boundaries and stick to them. I'm just saying that even with those boundaries in place, there are things that are simply out of your control. There is no accounting for someone's desire to be a jerk. And spiraling on how unfair or unreasonable someone is behaving only keeps you stuck and prevents you from being at peace and showing up as the woman and mother you want to be. So another example, let's say your ex is an hour late picking up the kids again. Ugh, I get it. It's so frustrating. But try to move quickly off of how unfair it is because there's absolutely nothing you can do to make them show up on time. Carry on as best you can. And if it's really problematic for you, work on changing things that are in your control so you can be released and, you know, free from the cage of, but it's not fair that they do that. So for instance, in the example of your ex showing up late to pick up the kids, maybe avoid scheduling any plans around that time. Having this buffer zone around pickup time may help release a lot of the aggravation you feel with them being late, and it'll make it easier to move quickly from the what-a-jerk headspace. You know in advance that it's a possibility they'll be late, so try to make appropriate arrangements to make it easier to manage on your end. Don't have something scheduled, you know, immediately after that you'll be late for. Now, it doesn't actually change their behavior, but it might stop you from railing against something you can't change. It would be so nice if everyone treated each other with respect and fairness and reasonableness at all times. It would be nice if your ex respected your boundaries. But the reality is, they don't have to, and you can't make them. So, As healthy moms, let's focus on what's happening within our homes and our spaces and our minds. It will bring you peace and that peace will radiate out to your kids. That's a beautiful thing. Your kids control even less than you do, and they certainly can't control what their parents do. They need to see you treat others true to your values and not be swayed by others' lack of values. They need to see you living your life free from the influence of other people's bad behavior, not constantly being upset and frustrated at your ex for being inconsiderate. I mean, what a waste of energy that is anyways. Someone said to me once at a time when I was so upset and railing against how unfair the situation was, she said, being the better parent is always harder. Do it anyways. Remember, healthy mamas, you can't control your ex. They are going to be who they're going to be. So be the better parent, not because it's what your ex deserves, but because it's who you are and who you want to be as a mother. And it's also what's best for your kids. It only takes one healthy parent for kids to thrive. And I can tell you the very fact that you are listening to this podcast means that parent is you. And your kids are so lucky to have you. Sending my love to you, healthy mamas. Keep those chins up. And remember, healthy moms raise healthy kids. 
thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review. And if you like what you heard, share this episode with other moms. Don't forget to follow me on social media. And if you want to learn more about me and what else I have to offer, head over to healthymomafterdivorce.com. And while you're there, why not grab your copy of my free guide, Take Your Power Back, Four Ways to Feel in Control Through Your High Conflict Divorce. One foot in front of the other, healthy mama. You got this. I promise.